there. It's Amy Schmidt, your host of the Fearlessly Facing 50 and Beyond podcast. I am so happy that you have chosen to spend time with me. As a reinvention confidence expert, along with a storyteller, I've shared quite a few things along this journey. But what I've found is the most important info to share are stories. Stories of amazing people, ordinary people, extraordinary people, doing things that are gonna inspire you to action. So come and join me in this space because you're gonna be inspired. Let's get started. It's our time. You know, something I talk a lot about is uh, women's health and especially menopause, perimenopause, all of those things. We don't call it the M word. We call it what it is, menopause. So today I have with me Jackie Gianelli, who is a board-certified nurse practitioner specializing in sexual health, urology, women's health, and a part of Electra Health. So I am so happy to have you here. Thanks, Amy, for having me. This is really exciting. I know. Isn't it fun? It's just fun to do this. So, And it's bright and early here, so we're just going to get started and and get into all of these things that um, we as women go through and sometimes used to be considered taboo. You know, nobody really wanted to talk about it. So let's get started just by giving a little glimpse into you. Give us the the 60-second intro to Jackie. Sure. So my name is Jackie Gianelli. I am, like you said, a family nurse practitioner. Um, I work in private practice in New York City, seeing women um, going through the menopause transition, women with sexual health concerns. Um, I am also in a a clinical leadership role at Electra Health. Um, which is a women's health company, a digital health company. Um, We are on a mission to smash the menopause taboo. As you said, it is a taboo still, unfortunately. Right. Um, And our goal is really to empower women as they are going through the transition that is menopause. We do that with evidence-based education, care, and community. Wow. Okay. So let's just dig into this whole menopause thing. And I'm just going to start by sharing a personal story because yesterday just happened to be the day that I got in with my physician and I go for my annual checkup. And she said, Amy, you are in the throes of perimenopause. I turned 50 last year. I'm almost, I'm going to be 51 here. Um, and she said, it is the worst. It's the worst. And, and, and she didn't want to scare me. She didn't want to say anything other than that, but it's kind of like that phase of life. We're, we're all going to go through it. It's like puberty, but let's just break down perimenopause a little bit and why she might have used the term. It's the worst. You kind of feel yucky. You do. Perimenopause is kind of a, a rough time for some women. I mean, we know that, you know, 80% of women will go through symptoms of menopause and right. by symptoms we're talking about some, some people experience vasomotor symptoms, which is what we Classic symptoms of menopause are the woman with her head in the freezer, right? Hot flashes, night sweats, um, sleeplessness, things like that. Um, And the problem with perimenopause is that it's this sort of undefined, very nuanced period of time that can last seven to 10 years for some women. Um, And it's really related to the fluctuating hormones being estrogen that kind of are classic in this time period. Um, And really define the period the last final period is menopause, but it's really, we don't know that it's going to be your last period until one year later when we look back retrospectively and say, okay, now I'm, you know, beyond. So perimenopause really encompasses that window of time from when your hormones and periods start fluctuating all the way through one year post final period. And for some women, you know, this could be a rough go. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it can really be, these symptoms can really be disruptive quality of life. Um, right. And it's, you know, a stigmatized time. Women really don't want to talk about 
you know, the reasons why they're sweating in their meetings or right. why they're falling asleep, you know, at their children's cycles and things like that, because, you know, we don't want to admit that this is happening, but we really want to change that. Exactly. Exactly. She also said something else to me yesterday and she said, you know, Amy, you are 50. And, and she said, just take that in for a minute because you are 50. You have lived five decades. You know, you've, your body is 50. So, um, you know, treat it well and honor that. And when your body says, okay, you know, I need to maybe give myself permission to rest today, do that. And um, I thought that was really good advice because I think, you know, as you probably see in your practice, as well as what Electra's whole mission is, it's about empowering women to, you know, to, to live fully at this phase when there are some days when you don't feel great, but you do have to honor that, right? When you're not feeling great, you just have to say, okay, this is just part of the journey. That's right. So the self-awareness in this period is really paramount. Um, and, you know, there, like you said, there are going to be good days and there are going to be bad days. Um, right. What we want women to know, and your doctor, you know, sounds like she had a really good conversation with you. So I she's, love yeah, that. She's known me for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we know that only 20% of OBGYNs get any training in menopause. Right. Uh, you know, so you may need to sort of go into these meetings with your doctors empowered with a little bit of background information, knowing what questions to ask even sometimes. Right. And maybe being able to continue your quest, quest for knowledge beyond the doctor's office if you're not getting the answers you feel you need. We want women to know that while this can be a really rough time for some, some women sail through it, the lucky few, right, that don't have right. any symptoms, there right. are those women. Um, there are also what we call the super flashers, the women who really, you know, flash and just have these terrible yeah. symptoms for years and years. But right. what we want women to really know is that, yes, menopause can be challenging, However, this is a transformational period for which right. there are a myriad of solutions that are available. Exactly. Lifestyle, to supplements, right. to you know, acupuncture, to, to medication. And, and yeah. you meet women where they are in their you know, journey for menopause. Love really that. Wanting to know, you know, how do you want to treat this? You know, I'm not here to tell you, here, have some hormone replacement therapy and, you know, pat you on the bottom and move you along. It's really about saying, you know, how do you see yourself, you know, treating this, these symptoms? And they can be all over the map. So as you can see, this take, this takes a practitioner who really knows and understands yeah. transition menopause and how holistic it really needs to be. Um, in, in right. The, so. It is holistic, exactly. And I think that it's also important to know that, uh, yeah, I do have a very good relationship and she knows me um, from even having my kids years ago and then moving back and, you know, all of that. But um, it is so important to have those conversations and be able to, you know, kind of put that fear aside. I found that the whole reason behind me starting the podcast and writing the book was because so many women share this commonality of this time around menopause, but they don't want to talk about it. You know, they're mm -hmm. afraid to mention those things. Um, what are the biggest fears you see around women, you know, when they come to you? What what do you find are their biggest fears? So definitely just feeling like a loss of femininity, you know, feeling like they're going to like lose their, their appeal in the world. I mean, maybe they're, they're not vocalizing that, but that's sort of the underpinnings and the tone of what they're saying. Um, that can, you know, surface in the form of sexual health concerns. Certainly yes. I see plenty of that. Um, you know, many 40% of women will have what we call GSM, which is the genitourinary syndrome of menopause, which is oh. thinning and dryness of the vaginal tissues, pain with intercourse, right. uh, general vulvar discomfort, and, and that affects women, you know, deeply. So again, yes. definitely something that, you know, is a, women are afraid to bring up with their doctors. 
Um, and if they do, they're not always even being treated, you know, to the degree that they should be. So right. these things, you know, just get swept under the bed. Um, mood changes is another really big one. I mean, women, yeah. you know, feel like they're going crazy. They feel yeah. like they don't know who they are anymore. Um, and that can happen, you know, as a direct result of loss of estrogen affecting the serotonin in our brains. Um, and so women have to understand that while they may feel this way right now, these things will eventually, you know, even themselves out, but we may right. need to sort of take agency over our mental health in this window of time that is very menopause. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I love that you said that because, you know, you're not alone and you're not just the only one experiencing these things and you don't feel, you know, you do at times though feel like you're crazy. I get that a lot from women that, you know, will, will send questions and, and say, you know, I feel like I'm losing my identity. I'm forgetting things all the time I'm doing. And that's all just a facet of this, of this process we go through. So yeah. you talk about perimenopause. Is there a specific kind of average age that you see across the board that this, this happens? Cause you said it can last for seven years. Yeah. So the average age of menopause in the United States is about 51 years. Okay. Um, so, but then, you know, this is a very sort of personal journey. So right. we see women you know, for instance, I know my mother went into menopause much later into her 50s. Um, and then we are seeing, unfortunately, we are seeing women enter the state of menopause and perimenopause sooner, um, you know, really? like in their earlier 40s and some even in their late 30s. So this is getting missed clinically. I mean, people are really yeah. just, you know, getting, women are getting pushed aside saying, no, it can't be, you know, it can't be perimenopause. You're, you're 39 years old. Right. When in fact, it can absolutely yeah. be perimenopause. So I think women need to understand that, you know, be educated about the potential symptoms they may experience. I love the idea of really having a conversation with your own mother, if that's something that's possible, you know, to wow. find out how she experienced this. So right. you can kind of be empowered with the knowledge of how it may play out for you since there is that genetic sort of, you know, um, you know yeah. synergy there. I love um, that. I love yeah. that. And that's, that's a challenging conversation. Now, my mom has passed, but, right. you know, I have older sisters. And um, we have talked about it and, and doing this too. I have a daughter who's in her 20s, she's 23, and she sees what I'm doing. And of course, well, the word menopause, that doesn't even come across her radar. But she does see that I'm engaging in these conversations. And I think that's really going to empower that generation um, to really, I think it's going to change. I mean, I know what you're doing with Electra and what you do around women's health is really putting it out there in the forefront and not making it this taboo M-word anymore. Right. You know, it's really amazing. Yeah, we have to, have the to things get we don't it. talk about in the world are the things that are problematic, right? They take right. on a life of their own. When we don't, you know, know the facts around something, then, yes. you know, things start to, you know, myths around menopause become the reality. And, and that's not exactly. Yeah, I had I had a couple of questions that I want to just throw out there. I had a question from a woman in Montana, um, and her name is Julie. She asked about having the conversation with her husband about menopause because she doesn't feel like he understands. So, Julie, thanks for submitting that. Um, I think it's a great question because when you mention that, and, and of course, it's called menopause. I mean, you have the word <laughs> men right there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, so, I know. I what would you say? I love this question because I think it is so important. We don't live, you know, in a little bubble where we just move through our day. Many, you know, women in partner relationships, you know, with, with anyone, even with your children, I mean, they're going to be around you now more than ever. We're all inside in COVID, right? Like yeah. especially the winter's coming. So we need to have these maybe preemptive discussions with our partners saying, you know what? Hey guys, today, you know, I'm just not feeling well, you know, or mommy's maybe going to be snapping a little bit more than usual. 
you know, and, and let them, you know, and that will really give them this, this moment to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, just take a step back and be kind. Um, you know, in, in our practice, we see tons of women who, you know, especially for their sexual health concerns or loss of libido, for instance. I mean, that's yes. a big question. It's a question. Yeah, loss of libido is, is, you know, for sure on everyone's mind. And it is multifactorial. However, um, involving the partner is is one of the best things you can do because they want to have empathy. They, they love you and they want to be there for you. Um, mm -hmm. And they just don't understand. Because if you were taught these things, why would we expect them then, you know, or the partners to have any knowledge? So exactly. sharing that and involving them is key. Having a good conversation. I know I have a husband who can run up and down the basketball court and lose 10 pounds. You know, <laughs> it's like I can walk and walk and, you know, an ounce. Um, that was one of the questions. I have a question from Jackie in Wisconsin that asked about, oh no, this is interesting. And, the, and, and certainly I don't think these are um, too private of questions to ask you, but please, you know, you don't have to answer if you don't feel sure. comfortable. But Jackie just said she has had intermittent periods for over the years three years, um, would that be considered menopause? So as long as, you know, intermittent periods really de depends on what the intermittent time is. Yeah, um, right. If it's been over, you know, a 12 month period, then it could be, you know, what we consider irregular bleeding. Um, you know, and, and any irregular bleeding should really be evaluated. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Going on. Likely it is just perimenopause or menopause, but that right. would be required. Yeah. Thanks, Jackie, for asking that. I think that's great, you know, follow up and that type of thing. So when then you, you hit this menopause phase, so that's when you haven't had a period for 12 months. Correct. So I know women that have said, okay, I went 10 months, and then all of a sudden it's like, it's oh, like oh. <laughs> back to square one. Back to square so one. That, that is the real definition, so it's a full it year. It is, and okay. we see this. This can be all over the map. I mean, women who are, like, they think they're in the clear, and then, boom, all of a sudden yeah. they have, like, three or four regular periods in a row. Right. They're like, what's going on here? So yes. expect the unexpected. Be ready for this bumpy ride. You know, take everything with a grain of salt. We'll get to the other side of this. Um, yeah. And when you are, a lot of these symptoms will get better and you will feel like you again and maybe a new normal. But that's, I think, the power of the transformation here, right, is yeah. that you see this as a, as a new beginning. Um, you know, you're going to be free of, of your periods for the rest of your life, which, you know, yay, who doesn't want that? Yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, periods are, you know, they're a sign of fertility, but when you're, when we're no longer fertile, there's a million other things that we can be doing with our bodies and our minds and our life. Yes. And so I, I love that, that idea that we're moving into the sort of next phase of life, um, right. where we have more time for ourselves, where we have, you know, yeah. a renewed sense of purpose, um, and right. we can really use it to reinvent who we are, which is an opportunity. Exactly. I love that. I share that as well. So, so we talk about menopause and then we talk about, you know, women's health as a whole. I mean, mm -hmm. do you see things really trending around heart disease? Um, you know, yeah. those types of things, um, thyroid problems, do those come on at this perimenopause stage? You, you hear about yeah. women's health. That was one of the things my physician said yesterday. She said, this is when things really um, start happening. Um, I have a blood pressure issue that came on a few years ago. I think it's genetic, but I also think it's probably that phase of life. Yeah, that's a great question because what we do want women to know and, you know, doctors and practitioners in the community need to really, it's important that we address this, not just because it's inconvenient to have a hot right. flash, but because hot flashes can be, a, you know, a sign that you may be more at risk than for cardiovascular complications. There are many 
long-term health outcomes tied to the transition to menopause in the form of, as you said, cardiovascular disease, bone, you know, bone density issues, mental health, cognitive changes. Yeah. There are many studies that are being done in this area and more need to be done. Um, that's part of the problem is we don't have the best research backing this up, but right. we do know that it is important to pay attention to menopause because while estrogen has been protecting you potentially for many, many years in the absence of it, we're now sort of like even up with the men in terms of some of our risk factors. Interesting. Um, being Interesting. proactive and knowing what the most recent, what the most recent research is, is saying um, and practicing accordingly is important. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know, the cover of People Magazine has Brooke Shields on it um, this week and it talks about life after 50. And I think there's so many women like yourself that are really passionate about women at this phase. You know, we're, 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 we're really a force. We're the quickest growing, fastest growing demographic. Um, and there really are a lot of women sharing this passion around education and, you know, really empowering, which is, is so fantastic. You know, Electra Health is something that really is a, a telehealth, which is the new, you know, buzzword right now. So let's just yeah. walk through a little bit about Electra. And if there's somebody listening that wants to put, you know, a phone call out or get in touch with somebody, I'll, of course, link that all to the episode notes. But let's talk about the telehealth. You know, what, sure. what's that process like for someone that might reach out to Electra? Sure. So Electra Health as a digital health company, certainly we offer care if that's something that you are ready to, you know, to be seeking. Um, and that does come in the form of a telehealth consult. So similar, you know, to now, now we all know about Zoom, right? Isn't so it crazy? So different, right? Yeah. We were first to learn this. And I think a lot of people thought women in their 50s, you know, they'll never be able to use telehealth, you know, right. underestimated us again, right? Yes, so exactly. Here we are. Yeah, absolutely. It is for everybody. Um, and it is a very safe, you know, effective way to, to treat these symptoms because many of them are subjective. This is a very subjective experience. You tell me you're hot flushing and you're 55 years old. I mean, right. aside from, you know, being comfortable at other things. And we at Electra are very passionate about also working with your current providers. Right. So we're not here to replace your provider. We're really here to maybe do as little as just educate. You know, a visit can be just educational. If you're, you know, in a, in a state that's not New York where a lot Electra provides care and you just want to learn more about what yes. could be potentially, right. you can book an educational visit. Yes, um, that's Electra. awesome. Um, if you're not even ready to book a visit, but you just want to kind of get on board with some of the resources that we're offering, right now we're doing an amazing, it's called Smash the Taboo email yeah. program, yeah. which is 10 days, so it's short and sweet three minutes a day, straight to your inbox, you know, evidence-based, expert-vetted tips, um, you know, awesome. edu education, um, opportunities for community, really just like a 10-day primer on the menopause transition and what it means. Yeah. Um, and that is, you can sign that up for that completely. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. And you know what? That's putting yourself as a priority, you know, caring right. for yourself and, and taking that with all those things that you get in your inbox and all of the things you scroll through on social media, put that aside for a little bit and take a look at this. If you get something and you sign up for this, because it's really, it really is treating yourself as a guest of honor. It's, it's learning. And that's what we need to do because, and, and building that community. I find that just with what I do. It's amazing yeah. this space and how women thrive in community and opening up the dialogue and having those courageous conversations right. about these also have a Facebook community just for that purpose. So yeah. yeah, I think that women need to hear and see yes. that there are other women, even though it feels like you're going through the journey alone, you 100% right. are not. Right. And um, people really thrive, women really thrive um, on community, as you said. So we have yeah. to, you know, we have to honor that. 
Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about if women that have hysterectomies, this is another mm -hmm. kind of clinical question. I had that question from two women. Yeah. Um, they had hysterectomies. Do they still experience these types of symptoms? Or, it's a great you know, question because, yeah. you know, as we know, many women, you know, especially in the, in the cancer community, breast cancer, you know, yep. we're, we're seeing more and more of this, right? And many of them are having certain, you know, going into what we call surgical menopause. Um, right. Surgical menopause actually happens when we remove our ovaries, not just mm. our uterus. Um, so that's okay. an important distinction to make. Some women right. have their uterus removed from fibroids or other things and they leave their ovaries in. They yeah. won't go through a surgical menopause, but when the ovaries are removed, that is a like fall off a cliff straight into menopause, like the most rocky transition you can have yeah. um, because the ovaries, you know, they're gone and they make right. the majority of our estrogen. So right. um, we do really, depending on when that's happened, especially if it's happened before the age of 40, um, those women are actually, depending on what's going on, really um, good candidates for treatment because mm -hmm. as we know, this lack of estrogen is a setup for long-term health outcomes. Right. So a woman who loses her estrogen at 35 versus a woman who loses her estrogen at 55 is wow. maybe more at risk for long-term, you know, implications of her health. So right. Um, yeah. These, these are conversations that are really important to have. For that yeah. Person. Okay. That was a great question. Um, super. Okay. I think we covered that. Um, I'm just trying to think of other things around menopause that I know World Menopause Day was on Sunday. Is that something new? Yeah. How many years you know, has that been celebrated? Definitely for the past, you know, I would say at least five years, probably awesome. longer. But in the mainstream, yeah. I think you know, I think we're really see I love this momentum we're seeing in the mainstream, bringing women's health, you know, into the 21st century and yeah. having these conversations and, you know, the, the digital health world, the, the femtech world, as we say, yeah, um, has exactly. been, you know, with tons of opportunities yeah. to reimagine women's health care. Um, you know, go outside of this traditional sort of model of, you know, sit in your doctor's office, get a Band-Aid for your symptom, and then move on, right? Uh -huh. That's part yeah. of the reason why I really left the traditional healthcare setting because I didn't feel as a provider right. that I was helping women in the right. way that I set out to as a nurse practitioner. Um, mm -hmm. Nurses are educators by heart, you know, by trade. You know, exactly. I've, I've walked women through, you know, some of the most challenging times in their life. And so to just, you know, hand somebody an antibiotic for their UTI, not explain to them that right. menopause was, it didn't sit well with me. So yeah. I went to, you know, I love that the tech world is, is taking this on. And it's fabulous. And women just have to get past that, you know, the virtual thing, the telehealth. I know it intimidates a lot of people, but it's yeah. easy to do. And it is really going to be where we're moving right now. I mean, this could be right. for, you know, this is an unprecedented time, certainly with the pandemic, but the virtual right. health and the telehealth is going to be with us for forever. That's right. I want women to know that, you know, at Electra, we're not just like a dock in a box, you know, on a screen. Exactly. Like we are actual providers, you know, treating women in our communities. We are right. board certified. We are certified uh, by the you know North American Menopause Society, which is the gold standard of care in this area. Um, so we know what we're doing. Um, we want to help women. We're here, you know, to, to be an alliance. So, um, you know, don't be scared. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what would you tell a woman who's listening right now? Because we have a variety of ages um, all over the country and world that listen, that's struggling a little bit and really hesitant to take that step. What would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, I would tell them like that you said, Amy, that this is, you know, a time for you. I mean, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. And this is, you know, there's no better example of that than now. I mean, we are outliving our ovaries by 40, you know, 40 years at this point, you know, wow. so we have I to never thought of it that way. We are. I mean, women used to just, you know, back in the dinosaur days, you know, we would just, you know, die at 40 or before when we exactly. were eating. Right. So 
now we are living to be 80, 90 and beyond. And you're going to live half, you know, to a third or half, third or half of your life post menopause. So how do you yeah. want that to look? Yeah. Um, and really kind of paying forward, you know, paying, you know, putting, putting your health care first so that you can continue to be the best mom, grandmother, yes. you know, wife, whatever it looks like for you. Um, right. Right. You know, don't get stuck. That's what I always say. I'm talking about it this weekend. And I talk about the fact that some women feel stuck at this mm -hmm. point around health, around relationships, around so many aspects of yeah. life. And actually, look at that stuck feeling right now is to be grateful for it because you know then that getting unstuck, there's something so much greater out there. And yeah. um, that goes around your health as well. You know, take that take that initiative, put yourself first. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So the question I ask everybody, and I know you're probably going to be ready for this one. Um, <laughs> so if you were sitting on the couch with your 30 year old self, Jackie, what advice would you give her? Oh gosh, I would say so many things. Um, I would say that, you know, to not, to not worry so much about being uncomfortable, right? That the things that are going to make you the most uncomfortable are going to be the most ripe opportunities for growth. Um, so not to be afraid of those things and to kind of, you know, to feel the feelings of that time and to, you know, to really reflect on what's going on, but to see these, these, you know, moments of challenge as, as opportunity, um, mm. and, and to, to rise to that challenge. And, you know, I, I hope that that's sort of, you know, what I've done in the past, yeah. um, to get me here. I love that. I love that. It's so true. On the other side of fear is magic. Right. That's what I always say, you know, it's so true. So thank you so much for this time, introducing yourself, introducing Electra. I'll um, link everything to the episode notes, but I, there's so much value in this. And I want to have you back because there's so many more conversations we can have. And I love the questions that I get from my community. So it. it's something I really want to do is have you back and address more of the questions because I have quite a list. And, um, you know, we'll talk about those because that's really at the heart of what I do is, you know, opening that dialogue and answering those tough questions. So thank you so much for sharing your, your insight, your expertise. And, um, I just, I applaud everything you're doing. I think it's fabulous. And I'll tell you, we are a force, you know what, you right. know, life doesn't stop at menopause and right. it's just beginning. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Amy. And thank you for what you're doing, you know, to honor the, the care of women through midlife. It's really important. Oh, thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, so I hope that this episode inspired you, encouraged you, and challenged you. Because when we share our stories, they're inspiring. You know what? It's important for people to connect. Connection is key. People need people. So as you go forward this week or today, be a difference maker. Be a change maker. Not only in your life, but in somebody else's. Reach out with a text, an email, or a phone call. Connection is key. It builds community and it builds confidence. Go forth and be awesome and I'll see you soon.